Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 243 of the Wrestling Takeover, aka the most creative and honest podcast in the entire wrestling community. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. We have so much news to get to. And in fact, there was actually a news report that broke literally a couple of hours ago. And that has to do with Cesaro. Um, So I got off work. I look on social media um, as soon as I got home. And the first thing I see is the news of Cesaro. So we're actually going to kickstart that, um, you know, news report from Ringside News. We're going to talk about that. Also, the rest of the show, you guys are going to be hearing me talk about um, Bill Goldberg. And he was talking about Roman Reigns and pretty much why he came back to WWE. So I'll give you guys my views and opinions on that. I don't like what he had to say. I have a lot to say about it, but I will get to that in a little bit. I'm also going to be talking about WWE uh, has a working plan for WrestleMania 38's card. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm going to read it and then I'm going to give you guys my opinion. Also, news confirming that AJ Styles signs a new deal uh, with WWE, well over $3 million per year. So congratulations to AJ Styles. I'll talk about that. I'm also going to kind of, I wouldn't say fantasy book, but just praying something for AJ Styles of substance this year. I'll talk about that. And then I'm also going to be talking about Drake Maverick confirms a position on the WWE creative team. I'm a little jealous. But uh, I'll break it down. I'll give you guys my opinion on that with the news of Drake Maverick. Also on the show, I'm going to be talking about Killer Cross and how he thinks Vince McMahon is diminishing Triple H's vision of NXT. Uh, Karen Cross, we all know that. Uh, we don't really need to hear from you confirming that. Um, we're just watching with our own eyes and we obviously see what has been happening. But that is his opinion. And I'll go with it a little bit more in depth uh, when I get to the news report. And then the last topic we're going to talk about today has to do with a rumor that was actually debunked, Um, but I'm just going to give you guys my opinion on it. And WWE was actually considering a four horsewomen fatal four-way match for the main event of WrestleMania on night one. And I'll give you guys my opinion on that. I'm also going to kind of fantasy book that as well and what things I would do moving forward on WWE TV with all four of these ladies so i appreciate everybody that is tuning into the podcast uh thank you guys very much if you guys are new to the podcast be sure to listen and subscribe to the wrestling takeover on apple podcast spotify google play or wherever you listen to podcast uh each and every week i talk about news and rumors as i'm going to be doing today i talk about wrestling reviews and i also fantasy book storylines from the world of AEW and WWE. Shout out to all the followers on Instagram, man. Thank you guys so much. Um, everybody on Instagram that is following me on there. If you guys haven't done so already and you guys want to join the family, follow me on Instagram at the wrestling takeover. It would be greatly appreciated, man. You know, I put out posts and I update you guys on what's going on. 
regarding uh, the podcast and just all sorts of things on there. Very interactive, a very great community over there on Instagram. So again, if you guys want to follow me on there at Instagram at the wrestling takeover, also follow me on Twitter at JT takeover. Very good community over there, man. A lot of wrestling opinionated people in the community. It can get hostile very quickly, but uh, I'm always standing my ground with my views and opinions, no matter if people agree or disagree with what I have to say. So I love the wrestling community. It's cool. And, um, we're going to kill it today right here on the podcast. Let's jump right into it, right? Covering the news and rumors. We're going to talk about Cesaro and how he left WWE. So the report comes from ringside news. Ringside news is one of the most reliable people in the entire wrestling community, along with Sean Ross Sapp in Fightful. Uh, just naming some of my people, um, or some of my favorite people in the wrestling community. This news came out of nowhere. This news came out of nowhere, like I said, before I kicked off the show. I got home. I went on social media to see what's going on. Any news breaking before I press record for the podcast. And lo and behold, here is a news report talking about Cesaro quietly exits the WWE. Now, remember when I guys told you that I am going to um, read the report and then after that, I am going to give you guys my opinion on that. And that's what I'm going to be doing here. I'm going to read the articles and then I'm going to afterwards, excuse me, I'm going to give you guys my in-depth and honest opinions about what I read and in regarding the news. So here we go. Let's get started. Cesaro was widely regarded as one of the best workers in WWE. Now he is a free agent able to work elsewhere after his contract has expired. So the news stated that Cesaro can sign anywhere. He has no 90-day non-compete. He can sign with any wrestling promotion he can go to, man. So MLW Impact Wrestling, obviously AEW, and you know New Japan, and just other wrestling promotions out there in the world Cesaro can go to. This is pretty... Uh, Surprising, but not really. I'll explain. Uh, the article continues. This is a surprising departure from WWE and a big loss when you're talking about talent. The former tag team champion and overall tremendous specialist saw mere success on his own or minor success, excuse me, but he was beloved in the locker room and by fans. According to a report from PW Insider, Cesaro has quietly exited WWE after his contract ran out. They could not come to terms with the new deal, and he has no 90-day non-compete, like I said, since his contract expired. So he can literally appear in any wrestling promotion. Quote, we were told the two sides have been in negotiations, but had not come to terms on a new agreement. This would be the case of his contract expiring. So that would be no 90-day non-compete, Cesaro has been slated to be at tomorrow's SmackDown tapings in Hershey, Pennsylvania, but will obviously no longer be there. Cesaro was 41 years old, but there is no old, there's no short of, of somebody being too old to start in a wrestling company owned by Tony Khan. That's the report. You know, Cesaro is very underappreciated, very underutilized. Um, I've said that about a lot of the recent releases that WWE has made, 
Uh, Buddy Murphy, speaking of him, he recently debuted on Dynamite last night. Um, I'm very happy for him and his success. That will continue in professional wrestling. But listen, man, um, you guys remember the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, right? Broken Skull Sessions, the episode with Vince McMahon. Yeah, you guys remember when uh, Vince McMahon said that Cesaro is missing something. He doesn't have it, quote unquote. I think that was a shoot. I genuinely believe now there's reports saying that WWE actually had plans for him. You know, how, how big were those plans? We don't know. All we can go on is what's being rumored and reported. Cesaro is incredibly talented. Vince McMahon just didn't get it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, I didn't really get it either. I didn't get the hype uh, for Cesaro. All I saw was just a tremendous uh, professional wrestler um, just with no character development. And you guys know me. Um, I'm always about character development. The in-ring product is going to sell itself. You always have to have somebody that is a great pro wrestler. But at the end of the day, if that's all they got, and they're not really good on the microphone, you know, promo-wise, they're not really good inside the ring. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not good having a character or on the promo, but they're a good pro wrestler. The pro wrestling thing is really just going to take you just a little bit further than what you really think they're going to take you to. So, there's not really a lot for me to say. I mean, it sucks. I feel bad. But... Apparently, the reports are saying that they just didn't negotiate a contract. That's it. Uh, Cesaro is definitely going to find work. Is AEW going to get him? We don't know. Now, you know, there are people out there that have this opinion about uh, Tony Khan saying that he can't sign everybody. He's always signing WWE ex-talent. And that is true. Okay, he can't sign everybody. And yes, that is true. He is signing ex-WWE talent. I don't think Cesaro is going to AEW. I don't. Um, in fact, I think he's going to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I do. I think he fits there like a glove. But he also fits in AEW. But again, this is the realization that a lot of AEW fanatics out there like myself, we have to realize and understand. Not everybody can go to AEW. Bottom line. Okay? They actually have a budget. So we're going to have to wait and see. Cesaro, like I said, can sign anywhere at any time. And I feel bad for Cesaro, man, because he should have been pushed to world championship. And he should have been a world champion at least one time in his entire career. You know, something I just would never understand. Jack Swagger won the world title, but Cesaro was unable to capture the world championship in WWE. That just doesn't make sense to me. I can't wrap my head around that. Jack Swagger. I want to talk about someone that's bland and boring. Boring is fucking water was Jack Swagger, was never invested in him whatsoever unless, until, you know, he tag teamed with Cesaro. And we, the people, kind of erupted. I was a fan of him at that time. But outside of that, him in a singles run, I really couldn't give a fuck about Jack Swagger. I'm sorry. I still don't care. I still don't care. Cesaro, I care for. Cesaro is incredibly talented, but Cesaro, like Jack Swagger, really doesn't have a character. And that's what Cesaro needs to work on. But at the same time, you know, maybe you could just be a good pro wrestler. But to me, you need everything in, molded into one. Great promo, great in-ring ability, and having a character that we as an audience can invest our emotional time into. And that's what Cesaro's missing. Other than that, he's good on the promo. He's not bad. 
He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. He just needs that character development. But wherever he goes, I'm definitely going to support uh, Cesaro. No question. Next, we're going to go on a little ranty. Bill Goldberg. Listen, um, Bill Goldberg, I respect. He is a legend in the game. Okay? But Bill Goldberg beat somebody that he shouldn't have beaten. He beat two people that he shouldn't have beaten. Kevin Owens at Fastlane. What was beating Kevin Owens going to do with Bill Goldberg? Nothing. It accomplished zero. Kevin Owens, it killed his entire momentum. Don't don't get me started with Bray Wyatt. Don't get me started with him. He beat, he beat Bray Wyatt, excuse me, and then Bray Wyatt was absolutely dead. Nothing about Bray Wyatt stood out. Um, he killed the fiend, and I lost a lot of respect for him, especially with the you know reports coming out afterwards that Bill Goldberg he didn't really stand up for Bray Wyatt whatsoever. He didn't tell Vince McMahon, you know, way this is a new up and coming star. This is your big top star here. I need to put him over. I need to lose. He didn't do that. So that right there makes me lose a lot of respect. For Bill Goldberg. I know he doesn't give a fuck. And quite frankly, I don't give a fuck either. I respect Bill Goldberg. I don't really like Bill Goldberg. All right. So who cares? Just my opinion. But um, via CarCast podcast, Bill Goldberg has this to say about Roman Reigns. Quote, one of the reasons why I came back is to get back to the business. If I can set Roman Reigns up and make him look like a million bucks going into WrestleMania against Brock, that's my job. Great professional a response there by Bill Goldberg. But wait, listen. No, this motherfucker did not say at the end of it, if I can set Roman Reigns up and make him look like a million bucks going into WrestleMania against Brock, that's my job. Hey, Bill, you know what your fucking job was before? Putting Kevin Owens over. You didn't do that. You know what your other fucking job was supposed to be? Putting over Bray Wyatt. You didn't do that either. Uh, But then you want to put over Bobby Lashley. You want to put over Drew McIntyre. You want to put over Roman Reigns. Simple. Is it favoritism? You didn't want to lose to someone in a fucking mask? What was wrong with Kevin Owens? I get why people out there were like, oh, I don't want Bill Gober to lose to someone in the mask. I understand that, but that's a bullshit fucking opinion there. But what was up with Kevin Owens? Nothing was wrong with Kevin Owens. This is when he came back, though. This is when his first, you know, return of many happened for Bill Goldberg. I don't want to harp on it too much. It's just something that really bothers me, and it will forever bother me. Fuck Bill Goldberg for doing what he did to Kevin Owens. And Bray Wyatt. Unprofessional. But then he wants to lose to Roman. Lose to Drew. And then lose to Bobby. Yeah, I see where your mindset is there, buddy. It is what it is. That's his opinion. I'm going to keep it pushing to a new article here. We're going to talk about WWE has a working plan for WrestleMania, apparently. We're trucking right through these uh, news and rumors here. So, Ringside News exclusive news report from them WWE has a working plan for Wrestlemania 38 
Um, I'm going to read this last article and then I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to go get some water and then I'll be right back to do the review. But let's read this review. Uh, let's read this news article and then I'm going to give you guys my opinion on it. WrestleMania is coming up on April 2nd and 3rd and the pro wrestling world is luring around reports that Vince McMahon's company is considering. We are here to say that plans seem to be in place for the show of shows. Ringside News was told by a tenured member of the creative team. I wish I was on the fucking creative team. You know how many ideas I'd be popping up? Whatever. WrestleMania's 38's card seems to be in order. It is report, or it is important to note that these plans are, quote, locked in, quote, unquote. Um, in fact, we were told that locked is a, quote, weird word around WWE. Nothing is locked in until it happens. Because plans can always change. That's the problem. I'm going to continue. The important point is that WWE has, quote, a working plan for WrestleMania right now. Never forget that, quote, Vince can always change it at any second. That's another problem. That being said, fans should start seeing the card come together. WWE needed to get past the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view but they are officially on the road to WrestleMania once again. They would make WrestleMania the most suspendous event possible, so the next few weeks should be interesting. Oh, WWE. Oh, I love you, and oh, I can't stand you. Oh, WWE. Okay. Let's go back to the article. Quote, nothing is locked in until it happens. Plans always change. That is the problem with WWE. Plans change. Plans are always changing. But apparently they had a plan for the Royal Rumble with Brock Lesnar. So they knew Brock Lesnar was going to win the Royal Rumble. So they planned it ahead. Why aren't you planning for WrestleMania? You see, my problem is, and the issue that I have with this is, if I was Vince McMahon and I was the head of creative, we just start with SummerSlam. You have a plan for SummerSlam, and then you start thinking about Survivor Series. You put the plans in place for Survivor Series. We get to Survivor Series, it happens. Like, as scheduled, as planned. But then when you go to Survivor Series, even before the pay-per-view goes on the air, fuck it, even a month before November, you already got plans for Survivor Series. Your plan should be immediately into January for the Royal Rumble. You should already think of a potential winner. Potential winners. I didn't say finalize. I said potential winners for the men's and women's Royal Rumble. You should have a plan in place in regards to who's going to be the champions who's coming out of that pay-per-view as the champions. And then we get to uh, Royal Rumble, and obviously you need to have the winners obviously planned out ahead of time, right? The plan for who's going into WrestleMania as these champions. Who's winning the men's and women's Royal Rumble? You already should start thinking of WrestleMania when you get to the Royal Rumble, period, okay? Maybe I think, maybe me as a fan... I think too much long term, but that's a good thing. And that's what WWE is struggling to do right now. 
They don't really think long-term. Their mindset right now is short-term booking. Short-term booking is fine. I'm not saying that's an issue. You always have to have short-term booking. But you got to think of long-term booking, especially when the Royal Rumble is coming around. You should already have these winners already planned out for the men's and women's Royal Rumble. And then we get to WrestleMania. You need to have the card completely fleshed out. From top to bottom, you have these wrestlers in these type of matches. You have these feuds fleshed out. And then you just go with the script on what you've written and what you guys talked about. I don't understand it. It's frustrating. It's fucking annoying. I can't stand it. I cannot stand as a fan reading these type of things. Because it just makes it seem like WWE doesn't care. That WWE, you know, they're always... You know, half-assing stuff. They don't think long-term. They don't have a plan. But then I'm always fantasy booking WWE. Coming up with ideas on how to improve this. How to improve that. I want to be on the creative team because I feel like I can add a lot to the table. You know, speaking of creative, I'll get to the Drake Maverick, you know, news and rumors in a bit. But finishing up here. WWE really needs to start planning out what they want to do. I understand plans change. I get it. But don't have plans change so consistently where it's like you have these wrestlers. They don't even know what they're doing when they go to the shows. That's a problem. That's an issue that WWE really needs to start fixing. I hate reading stuff like that because it just makes it seem like WWE is not prepared. But then there are defenders and and people in the community, you know, that are very reliable saying, oh, WWE in some aspects are prepared. They do have a plan. But then when you watch the shows, it seems like they don't have a plan. Honestly, it feels like WWE is writing these shows on the fly when the show is on. I just always get that feeling. I might be the only one, but I don't think I am. WWE just really needs to start planning things out. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I'm going to take a little break real quick. I'm going to go get some water. I'll be back. I'm going to play some little music here, play some tunes. And then I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about AJ Styles. We're going to talk about Drake Maverick, talk about Killer Cross, And then we're going to finish up talking about um, the rumored Mania Night 1 main event for WrestleMania 38 that obviously isn't happening. And then I'm actually going to be fantasy booking that. So I'll see you guys on the flip side. Be a second. I'm going to go get some water. I'll see you guys. All right, y'all. I'm back. Let's get right into the rest of the news and rumors. Let's congratulate AJ Styles. AJ Styles has... A new WWE deal. The Phenomenal One sources said that AJ Styles' new WWE deal was a big one with Styles landing well over $3 million a year. That's so cool. I'm so happy for him. Uh, those that confirmed the news of the deal said that, quote, he deserved every penny and, quote, would easily make back for the company. Shout out to AJ Styles, man. One of the GOATs. You know, um, 
I love him. I'm a big supporter. I marked out when he debuted in WWE back in 2016 at the Royal Rumble. This man is a big time superstar, and I'm so happy that AJ Styles is not with Omos anymore. WWE has absolutely been doing AJ Styles dirty and disrespecting him by putting him with Omos. AJ Styles is a main eventer. AJ Styles is a world champion caliber professional wrestler. He should not be tagging with fucking Omos. Okay? Bottom line. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Like I said, I keep it real with my um, thoughts, man. That's how I feel. Um, you know, what's next with AJ? I have no idea. Um, you know, if I'm in charge and I'm booking things for WrestleMania, I'm doing AJ Styles and Edge at WrestleMania. Give us that dream match that we've been wanting as fans for a very long time. Ever since AJ Styles, ret- you know, came to WWE. Um, and then when Edge returned to WWE, this is the match I've always been wanting to see. So congratulations, AJ Styles. He deserves every single penny of that. And again, I hope you get AJ Styles versus Edge at WrestleMania. And then after that, AJ Styles definitely deserves one more world championship run. And I actually hope that happens this year. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Next up, man, Drake Maverick confirms a position on the WWE creative team. This is interesting. How creative is he really? Apparently he must be very creative because he's on the creative team. Again, that's my goal in life. That's my uh, career path that I want to take myself um, in the world of professional wrestling. I want to be a creative writer for the WWE, man, and I'm not going to stop until I get there. But, you know, we just got to be patient with it. It might take me longer than expected, but that's okay. I'm going to be along for the ride. Um, you know, never say never. That's all I'm going to say. So this report comes from Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp. Um, originally, it was on PW Insider. So shout out to Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp, and then PW Insider. So Drake Maverick confirms the position on the WWE creative team. Let's see how this report goes. Drake Maverick has confirmed his position on the WWE creative team. It was reported on Monday Night Raw or Monday Night that originally PW Insider can and confirmed by Fightful Select that Maverick joined the WWE creative team following his release from the company in November of 2021. Talking to his uh, Linktree page, Maverick posted the following statement, quote, I am pleased to announce that Towards the end of 2021, I accepted a wonderful offer of becoming a part of the creative writing team as a creative writer producer. Some of my last appearances in the ring from flirting happened in the United Kingdom. The last appearance that tour was in my hometown of Britain, UK, where it all started. My parents have seen me before many times at that arena shows, but never for the WWE. I finally was at peace with what um, I had accomplished in life and said to them both at the hotel with tears rolling down my face and um, my eyes viewing with pride. Mom and dad, I did it. My final appearance in the ring was in Louisiana, and which was my first home in the United States 
when I moved to the country in 2013. This writes itself, doesn't it? After a fun and entertaining match with involving a clique of stars, we return to the gorilla position, smiling faces, and a round of applause. That UK tour ending with that night in Louisiana was the most rewarding week of my career. If you told me that there and then that was the end, I was going to be all right. That's good with it. I now have the opportunity to expand my horizons even further in the industry. I love as well as many other avenues, including film and television. After a career beginning in 02 um, as a ring announcer, ring important announcer, I have personally exceeded all of my personal expectations from a grillity and a physical standpoint in the line of work somebody like myself should have never succeeded in. Needless to say, all thanks to the people that I have had the pleasure of being around on the journey and this industry as a whole. I am in a blessed position in life. It owes me nothing yet. I owe it everything. Thanks for reading, James. So congratulations, Drake Maverick, man. And Maverick's is the said have been well-liked across multiple brands he's been appearing on. That's cool, man. I'm happy for him. You know, he's somebody that obviously was never really going to succeed in WWE. Um, I'm just being honest with you. And him being on the creative team is really cool. Hopefully, he can bring a different uh, perspective. Hopefully, he can bring some great creative ideas to the table to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon actually uses some of his ideas. So, that's going to be cool, man. As long as it helps WWE's overall TV. Because I don't care how much money they're making. I don't give a fuck about that. I care about creative. I care about the TV product. And right now, the TV product is awful. It's embarrassing. All right? You know, we got the shields out there in WWE that are going to fend this company through thick and thin. And that's fine. That's expected from any genre, right? Sports, politics, entertainment, whatever you want to call it. There are going to be people out there that are going to defend what they want to defend, right? Defend the thing that they love. The thing is, I love WWE just as much as everybody else. But I always speak my mind on things because I know WWE can do better. And the problem is right now, they don't want to do better. And that's what's frustrating me as a fan. I wish they focused on more of creative than the money. The money is going to flow. The money's going to come their way no matter what. It doesn't matter. But right now, creative is really suffering. And it's really depressing watching WWE TV, man. It really is. Um, I'm going to continue to be up here. Uh, preaching the gospel, continuing to speak my mind on things that bother me about the WWE, hoping things can be better. I'm always going to be uh, pitching creative ideas to WWE. Um, you know, not just because I want to be a writer or anything. It's just I'm a fan of WWE, and, and I, I just have some great ideas that I can bring forth uh, to the table to help them out. I don't benefit in this whatsoever. I come up with an idea, and then I pitch it on on Instagram. I pitch it on Twitter. And then I pitch it on my podcast. Okay, great. It happens. Okay, that's cool. If it doesn't happen, fine. So be it. But, you know, I just know as a fan that WWE can be fun again. They can be, quote, must see once again. And right now, they're just not doing that. They're not in that line of work right now. You know, they're making all this money. And the money is going to their heads right now. 
Simple. Uh, the morale reportedly is still down in WWE. The fans aren't really happy. Uh, WWE isn't consistently selling out. And that's extremely frustrating to read as a fan. Because WWE used to always sell out every arena they went to. And right now they're struggling. It's all about creative. And I've been saying this for years. Once you fix creative, everything else is going to fall into place. I promise you that. That's my piece. Next up, we're going to talk about Killer Cross and how he thinks Vince McMahon is diminishing Triple H's vision of NXT. You know, Killer Cross, I love you. Big fan of you. Big fan of what you do. Um, listen, man, we already know this. Uh, you just got to watch the show. Just watch the show, excuse me, and uh, you will see that Vince McMahon is absolutely screwing over and fucking over Triple H's vision. He already successfully did that, so nothing new here that I'm going to read is going to shock me whatsoever, but let's get down to business. This is from Ringside News. Many consider Triple H a legend in the pro wrestling world and is one of the most important figures in the company's history. He was an internal part of the Attitude Era. His career spanned several world title reigns and memorable moments throughout the years. Triple H is also infamous for burying fellow pro wrestlers. That is a fact. And there are multiple instances of that taking place. Even as early as his DX days, it was said that he even refused to put over D'Lo Brown during an important feud. I don't know why that was really uttered here. I mean, everybody is, you know, how many times have I read that Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels and John Cena even um, not wanting to put over people? Randy Orton. I mean, come on, give me a break. Everybody in the business has done this. Everybody is, um, I would say, selfish in regards to that and not wanting to put people over. So, you know, people think, oh, Triple H, Triple H this. It's like, come on, man. You know, number one, that's in the past. Who gives a fuck? He's not wrestling anymore. Number two. He wants to make WWE important again. And Vince McMahon was not, you know, he's not fucking with that whatsoever. He did not like the vision of Triple H. And that's why he killed the vision of Triple H. It's one of the saddest stories I think I've ever, you know, was a part of in reading on a weekly basis with this NXT stuff. It's so sad. So the article reads, he was also one of the biggest reasons behind NXT's growth. Over the past few years, as many fans consider the older version of NXT his brain child. No question about it, man. That was the perfect wrestling show. Obviously, it needed some more help. But as constructed as we saw it, that was one of the best wrestling shows um, in WWE in a very long time. Those takeover shows were one of the greatest shows of professional wrestling I've ever seen. Throughout my entire years of watching pro wrestling. I've been watching pro wrestling since I was five years old. And, you know, it's crazy, man, how things change with the blink of an eye, man. It's so sad. But this is where we are, so it's how it is. While speaking with Sean Rossap of FIFO Select, Killer Cross talked about the current state of NXT. Before I continue, let me say that NXT isn't awful. It's not awful. I can name stars that I, I see there. Uh, like Nikki Lyons. I've seen her debut. I love her. Big fan of what she does. Um, I'm just dropping names here. Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, right? Grayson Waller, uh, Tony D'Angelo. 
right? You still got Io Shirai. You still got Dakota Kai. Um, and you got some other new women on, on that roster as well that, you know, Ivy Nile, just to name a few. Those people I really love. Obviously, Tommaso Ciampa is obviously on there. Pete Dunn, L.A. Drake. Uh, those are just names that are coming up on the top of the head in terms of people that I genuinely love. Also, Imperium as well. So, that's that. Killer Cross was asked if he believes WWE is purposely diminishing Triple H's vision of NXT and how it used to be. Uh, this is a fact. They did it on purpose. To this, Killer Cross made it clear that he believes that is exactly what WWE is doing. He said, quote, It's hard to say it doesn't feel like they're doing that. It was also said that Triple H is unlikely to ever wrestle again. Triple H's cardiac event was also said to have been very, very serious. There you go. Yeah, it, it, it is true. I mean, we don't have to hear this from Killer Cross. Like, what the fuck? We don't have to hear this from Carrying Cross, Killer Cross, whatever you want to call him. I'm a big supporter of him. I love him. Scarlet, love him. Right? But we don't have to hear it from them to have it be confirmed like, oh, this was actually going on. Just pay attention to NXT from its heyday to where it's at now. Why did it need to be changed? Nothing needed to be changed. Not one thing. I still have a problem with it. Now, I just will never get over NXT going to the USA Network. They did not need to leave the WWE Network. They could have still been on Peacock on the WWE Network on Wednesday just at 5 p.m. Whatever you want to call it. 5 to 6. That's how it usually was on the WWE Network. You know, it, it sucks, man. I was actually a couple of days ago just going back and watching some of the greatest NXT uh, takeover matches. And it just it made me emotional mentally because it's just like, dude, nothing needed to be changed. This was one of the perfect uh, professional wrestling shows that WWE ever produced. It sucks, man. But... There's really nothing we could do about it. So that's that, man. I feel bad for Triple H. I really wonder what this guy's going through mentally. It is what it is. Now, this is the last news coverage of the podcast. I hope you guys are joining and listening. And um, spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover on all available podcast platforms. Follow me on Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover. And follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. I love the continued support that you guys have been receiving. Thank you. Um, I understand, you know, I'm not going to pop off so quick, you know. Um, and I just appreciate that there are people out there willing to listen to what I have to say. And I send my greatest gratitude to you guys. Thank you so much. So we're going to get to the last news report. And this comes from Lewis Danger. That's actually how I pronounce his name. Louis Dinger. All right. So that's how that's that. He says WWE was seriously considering a four horsewoman fiddle four-way match for the main event of WrestleMania night one. WWE provoked away from the fiddle four-way match for a number of reasons. The main reason centered around Ronda Rousey. The fiddle four-way. That's the last report. Listen, man, 
You look at the four women. I'm going to be brutally honest with each and every one of you. This is the bottom line facts. Okay. WWE's priority is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. What about Sasha Banks? What about Bailey? Those are my two favorite four horsewomen. Sasha Banks, number one, Bailey, two. I would say Charlotte, three, and Becky Lynch, four. But I still love and respect Becky. I love and respect Charlotte. I don't hate them. Right? I don't. It's just how it is. That's just my opinion. That's how I uh, perceive it. But listen, you know, the four horsemen fiddle four way is so marquee. It's a big match. It really is a big match. I'm not sure what WWE's thinking in the long term for WrestleMania 39. I know that they are thinking of Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. That's what's going to happen there. With Charlotte, I have no idea. Bailey, I have no idea. But let me tell you something. I've pitched this for a minute now, and I'm going to stand by this. I would do Sasha Banks versus Trish Stratus in a one-on-one capacity at WrestleMania 39. You obviously have Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. That's what I would do, really. I'm being honest with you. Now, I would actually do the Four Horsewomen Fatal 4-Way at SummerSlam. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Bayley all on SmackDown. While you have the Young Queens and Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. That would be for the Raw Women's title. If you want to add Asuka to that, you can make it a three-way. Whatever you want to do, okay? But my women's title with SummerSlam on SmackDown would be Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, uh, Becky Lynch, and Bayley in a fatal four-way. Who's the greatest four horsewomen? Bottom line, who's the best out of those four? Four talented women that are going to go down as one of the greatest women's wrestler in WWE history. That's how I would do it. I'm being honest. And I think SummerSlam is just the best bet for it. Again, I would say WrestleMania, but Ronda Rousey, Becky is already rumored. Uh, people like myself want to see Sasha Banks versus Trish Stratus at WrestleMania 39. Again, I'm not sure what Bailey. I'm not sure what Charlotte Flair and what they're going to do. You know, we have to wait until we get there. But fantasy book in this, I'm doing the four horsewomen at SummerSlam. And then that's going to be for the SmackDown Women's title. And then Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's title. If you want to add somebody, add like an Asuka. Or if someone from NXT is eventually, you know, going to be pushed to the moon like um, an Io Shirai or a Dakota Kai, whatever the case might be. You know, maybe we get Io Shirai and Asuka at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's title. And then we get the Four Horsemen Fiddle Four Way. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Obviously, Ronda Rousey is still there. Um, you know what I would do, honestly? Ronda Rousey is going to be at SummerSlam. Maybe we get some of these matches. I'm just throwing out ideas here. I'm not putting anything in concrete in terms of what I would do for the Raw Women's title. But the SmackDown Women's title, that's already a done deal in my eyes. For the Raw Women's title, you know, you can do Bianca Belair versus Ronda Rousey. I think that would be great. That would sell SummerSlam, in my personal opinion. Or you can do Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. You know, they, they came up together 
who's the better woman and it's for the raw women's title i think you can do that if you want to do oscar you can do oscar versus io shirai io shirai can come up to the main roster after SummerSlam, and you can do io shirai versus oscar again i'm just throwing out ideas man so let me know what you guys think about that and so much more right here on the podcast thank you guys for joining me i'm the king and i'm signing off on today's brand new episode of the wrestling takeover will i be up here tomorrow i'm not sure for smackdown i will let you guys know i'll keep up to date with you guys on social media again follow me on instagram at the wrestling takeover and follow me on twitter at jt takeover you guys have a great rest of your thursday and i'll see you guys next time